Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. This is Wednesday night, March the 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you and your family. I hope that you've had a good day. Thank you for joining us for this time of devotion and a time of prayer. If this is your first time worshiping with us, thank you for being a part of this virtual worship. We hope and pray that the Lord will speak to you through his word and through the power of his Holy Spirit. And tonight we continue a series that we've been doing the last few weeks on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, looking at the seven last words or seven last sayings that Jesus spoke from the cross. And we know that these were important words and uh, they have all spoken to me and I hope and pray that they've been speaking to you. This past Sunday, we heard the fourth set of words or sayings from the cross that were very difficult for us to hear. When Jesus said the words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We saw the humanness of Jesus as he felt abandoned and alone. And maybe that's how you felt during this pandemic and through this time of the coronavirus. You have felt abandoned or you felt alone. I know so many have battled loneliness during this season when we've not been able to see loved ones or fellowship with family of faith or or to be around people that we used to be around often. But tonight, I want to just follow up with the next set of words or the next sayings from the cross. And as we look at this next word or these next words from the cross, I can't help but think that we all have needs, don't we? As I just shared, uh, we have been lonely, so we have needed fellowship or or we have needed the embrace of others or companionship. But we all, every single day, have needs. We have a need for air to breathe. We have a need for water. We have a need for food. We have a need for sleep or rest. We have a need for love or significance or a need for acceptance. We all have needs and and tonight, maybe as you're looking into your own life, maybe you're thinking about some needs that you have in your life. You have financial needs or you have a need for relationship. You're looking for love. You're looking for someone to, to share your life with. But we all have needs in our lives. And we know through God's word, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, when Paul wrote, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So I'm so thankful that God not only knows our need, but he can meet our need abundantly through Christ Jesus. And tonight, if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to John chapter 19 as we read these fifth set of words or sayings from the cross. Beginning with verse 28. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, 
I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. Again, verse 28. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that Scripture would be fulfilled. Tonight, as we look at these fifth set of words from the cross, and when Jesus said, I am thirsty, he was first, we understand, thirsting to fulfill the Scriptures. Now that everything had been completed, the work that God had given him to do while here on this earth. And remember, he had a threefold ministry of teaching and preaching and healing and letting people know that there was a better way than they were living. And it was through a personal relationship with him through Jesus Christ. And tonight, no matter what your need is, know that God can meet your need. But I believe that Jesus was thirsting to fulfill the scripture. This past Sunday, and I believe I left this out at the 830 service, when Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was praying a prayer that David had shared in Psalm chapter 22, verse 1. And uh if you read all of Psalm 22, when you see Jesus on the cross, he's really prophesying about what was taking place at this time. And we read in Psalm chapter 22, verse 15, Jesus said, my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. And he said, you lay me in the dust of death. He was so thirsty in his tongue was sticking to the roof of his mouth. His tongue was so dry. And he was talking about this time on the cross. He was fulfilling this passage of scripture out of Psalm twenty-two, fifteen. But then in Psalm chapter 69, verse 21, he said, they put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. Once again, this scripture is being fulfilled, and that's what Jesus desired. He desired to fulfill the prophecies that were made about him. We read in John chapter 13, verse 18, he said, but this fulfilled scripture, and this is when Judas would betray him. We read in John chapter 19, verse 24, but this happened that scripture might be fulfilled. And this was the casting of lights for his robe or for his garments. Scholars, biblical scholars share that 332 Old Testament prophecies were fulfilled by Jesus. So we know that he had a heart to fulfill the word of God. And I pray that not only would we have a, a heart to fulfill the scriptures, but we would have a heart to obey the scriptures. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. 
So I hope and pray that we would thirst after the word of God, just as Jesus had a thirst to fulfill the scriptures and to obey his heavenly father and the work that God the Father had given him to do while here on this earth. But not only did he have a thirst to fulfill scriptures, but he had a thirst to relate to our need. As I already shared, Jesus not only was God, but he was human. And when he said, I am thirsty, we have to think about his human thirst. I can't imagine after the beating and the bloodletting and the perspiration as he carried the the cross, the weight of the cross, I can't imagine the thirst, the great thirst that Jesus had, the perspiration, the dehydration. And so he was literally thirsty. I am thirsty. And we read in Mark chapter 15, verse 23, they offered him wine mixed with gall or myrrh, but he did not take it. They would often offer criminals on the cross something to deaden the pain or numb the pain, but Jesus refused it. He wanted to have his clarity of thinking when he would share these words from the cross to say what he wanted to say, but also that he might relate to our thirst or need. And and we read through scriptures, we see again the humanness of Jesus We read about Jesus, remember going to the town of Sychar where Jacob's well was and it was about noontime and Jesus was thirsty. That's where we have the story of the woman at the well and and Jesus asked for a drink of water. We see his humanness, he was thirsty. We read about Jesus being on the boat with his disciples in that story when he was asleep at the stern of the boat because he was tired that showed his humanness. We see Jesus in the temple when the money changers were there trying to make money off of those coming to the church or to God's house for worship. We saw his humanness, his righteous anger when he turned over the money changers' tables. We see his humanness when he was baptized and then he was taken to be tempted in the desert. And we remember that three times he was tempted. He was being tested. And how did he respond? He responded by saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. He used God's word to combat the temptations of the devil. And we too can use God's word, but Jesus relates with our human needs today because he was both God and man. He was human and he understands. A scripture we use recently out of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are yet was without sin. So we know that Jesus understands. 
Maybe you're watching tonight and you say, he, he just doesn't understand what I'm going through right now. He understands what you're experiencing. We've had that saying, and you've heard that saying through the years, you, you can't truly understand a person until you've walked a mile in their shoes, or we can't really understand what someone is going through until we've walked a, a mile in their shoes. And, and that's true. Sometimes we're quick to judge someone or, or to criticize when we may not have a clue what they've gone through and, and the pain they're experiencing and what their needs are. Just this week, um, I had a couple of young people to come to my office and my heart broke as they've lost their loved one. They had lost their grandfather recently and they were pouring out their hearts to me and, and how they were grieving and how they missed their their granddad. And and I shared with them that I had lost all of my grandparents and, and that I had lost my dad just recently. And so I could say, I understand your pain. I understand what you're going through just as God understands our pain because he gave up his son Jesus to die on the cross to save you and to save me from our sin. And I can't always say to people when they come to me heartbroken or in pain or suffering that I understand if I've not experienced it myself, I can only say to them, I, I can't imagine I, I'm trying to understand your pain and and where I don't understand, that's where we trust in the Lord. And and I'll say, remember what, what the Lord told Paul when he was suffering from the thorn in his flesh, when he said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. But I also shared with them a verse that you might be familiar with out of Psalm 34, verse 18, when David wrote, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And so tonight, if you are hurting, if you, are, um, you have a great need, you're grieving, you're battling the pain of a sickness or illness or pain in your body or depression or anxiety or heartache, the Lord is close to you and me. And that's what I share with these two fine young people this week. I said, the Lord is close to you. You maybe can't see him, but his presence through the Holy Spirit is, is with you. And not only is he close to you, but it says he saves or rescues those who are crushed in spirit. And all you have to do is cry out to him tonight. That's what Jesus did. He cried out, I am thirsty. And he was doing this to fulfill the scripture, but he was also doing this to relate to our need. But then he was also thirsting for what was ahead. When I say he was thirsting for what was ahead, he was thirsting for what God had prepared for him in a beautiful place called heaven. He was also wanting a drink to be able to say 
what he was getting ready to say. And you'll have to join us Sunday as we look at the sixth set of words from the cross. I believe he wanted to have a a moisture in his mouth to be able to cry out what his next set of words would be. But he was thirsting to be back with his father in heaven. And I love what Paul wrote in in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Then also think about what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 42, uh, verses 1 and 2, which we've talked about when he said, As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. My soul thirsts for the living God. When can I go and meet with you? And so we know that Jesus was thirsting after God the Father. He wanted to be back with God the Father. He was also wanting a drink to not only quench his thirst, but he would be able to proclaim these next set of words that were going to be so important. And I love the words that the Lord said in Revelation twenty-two seventeen: whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. We all should thirst after the Lord. We should all thirst to obey his word. We should all thirst to want to be with him one day. And we know the way we can do that tonight is by giving our hearts and lives fully surrendered to Jesus. Jesus Christ died for you and for me. What do you desire tonight? What are you thirsting for? If you're thirsting for the things of this world, you will never have your thirst satisfied. There will always be a void. There will always be a need. There will always be a longing But when you give your heart and life fully surrendered to Jesus, he will meet our every need as we shared earlier. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Are you lonely tonight? God understands. Are you feeling overwhelmed tonight? Remember Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane was overwhelmed even to the point of death. He was in such great anguish. We talked about Sunday that he had drops of sweat that were like drops of blood that fell to the ground. He understands you being overwhelmed and in anguish. Are you in pain tonight, physically, mentally, emotionally? He understands that because he was in great pain when he was on the cross. Are you tired He understood that. Um, Have you been tempted and you just feel a heavy weight? Jesus understands he was tempted. We see his human thirst. He understands tonight what you and I are going through. And if you've never given your heart to Jesus, I can't think of a better time as we're moving toward Easter, as we're looking at these seven last words or sayings from the cross, that you would receive him tonight. And you can pray a prayer in your own words, much like this one, to say, Dear God, I confess that I'm a sinner. 
Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you, God, for saving me. I love you, Jesus. If you could pray a prayer, a simple prayer, much like that one, in your own words, this would begin a lifelong, eternal relationship with Jesus Christ and the promise of eternal life. And I hope and pray we all want to be in heaven one day to be with one another and to be with grandparents and parents and loved ones who have gone on before us and and that we'll be waiting for our children and grandchildren one day when we get to go to heaven, when we are in Christ. So I hope and pray tonight that that God has spoken to you through his word and for you to, to get this, that he understands our needs tonight and he relates with our needs. We see his humanness and we know that he's walked that mile in our shoes and, and has gone that second mile. He understands what we're going through tonight. So tonight, after having devotion, we always have a, a time of prayer, and you'll be receiving a prayer list. Uh, maybe you've already received it, and I ask that you remember these. We have some that are in the hospital with some unexpected illness or surgeries. We have some that are awaiting test results. We do have so many that continue to grieve. We have people that are battling depression, still battling COVID or the effects of it. Let's keep praying. I, I'm encouraged that I feel like uh, we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel and, and that we would keep the faith and know that, that God is with us and God's in control. And, and so uh, I hope you'll join me in prayer. And then afterward, I have a couple other announcements, special announcements, and also some beautiful music. But would you go to the Lord in prayer with me? God, thank you so much for the cross. Thank you for Jesus, for his mercy, his grace. Father, that even while on the cross suffering after the bleeding and bloodletting and the great uh, distress he was under and anguish that you gave him the strength to say these powerful words that speak to me and I pray all of us thank you for the cross Lord and what it means for us our sins that were nailed to the cross with Jesus and the hope we have because of his forgiveness and Father I thank you for these words tonight and I pray God for folks that are hurting folks that are in pain or depressed or being affected mentally, emotionally, uh, physically, spiritually, that they might find relief knowing that you understand and that your grace is sufficient and your power is made perfect in weakness. God be with all these names on our prayer list, people that are sick, people that have had surgeries and people awaiting test results, people still battling pain in their lives and, and illness. Oh God, heal them, we pray, and just pray for this virus to end soon, and Lord, that people are going to get healthy, and, and Lord, this pandemic would end, and Father, that people would feel comfortable to 
come back to church and fellowship. And Lord, I'm grateful that that we're seeing each week some new faces, not only visiting friends, guests, but some of our own folks that are coming back. And some now have had uh, both vaccines and they're feeling comfortable to come. And others, Lord, that are coming, we're, we praise you. Just continue to bless this church and protect us. And Lord, I give you praise for the love and prayers and continued support that people have shown. And Father, just continue to bless me, our staff, our safety risk management team as we make decisions, Father, in trying to get people back, but also trying to be responsible like we've done through this whole year and keeping people safe and healthy. So God, we love you and we praise you. To God be the glory for the great things you have done. And most of all, Father, for the love you showed us on the cross. So Lord, just bless everyone tonight and bless those, Lord, who are hurting or lonely. And may they know they're not alone, that uh, you are with them, that you are close to the brokenhearted and that they can cry out to you and that your Holy Spirit will intercede with groanings that words cannot express. Thank you for that promise. We love you, Lord. And we just continue to pray for revival and spiritual awakening and unity in our land and just bless all of our leaders and decision makers, Lord. And, and again, just keep people healthy and safe. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. In the strong name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. I hope and pray that God was able to speak to you in some way. A couple of announcements tonight before I introduce our special music. This Sunday, we are not taking reservations for the 8.30 service. We're going to do a trial run and we're hoping and praying that that's going to go well so that the next week we won't have to take reservations at all. And I'm excited to say that on Palm Sunday, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, Allison Durham Spear will be given a concert. We're only doing one service on Palm Sunday. It will be a 10 o'clock service only just for this special Palm Sunday service. Allison Durham Spear has sung for us before, and she's going to be closing the service in just a moment with a beautiful song. But I hope that you will join us for worship this Sunday at 8.30 or 11. You can join us in person at 8.30 or 11. Again, no reservations needed at 8.30. We are still asking that you would make reservations or sign up your children at 830. Uh, so it will give our volunteers a, an expected head count to plan for those children. We're hoping here soon to be able to open up children's worship at 11. And hopefully in the near future, we can open up the nursery. But we're making strides and trying to get you back to worship. I'm also excited to tell you that this Sunday, you will have a, a more clear picture, a clearer picture to worship. 
We received our new cameras this week, so I believe you'll see a noted difference in the picture quality, and we're excited to be able to purchase these new cameras. I think it's going to add so much to our virtual worship, and this will be used going forward in the future to uh, increase the uh, clarity of the picture and our production, so we're excited about that. And I want to remind you, and you'll be receiving an email, this Sunday we will not be having live stream, but we have combined our live stream with Facebook Live and also with uh, YouTube. And so the church will be sending out this afternoon instructions about that. So if you've been worshiping with us on live stream, you will not be able to do that this week, but you will still be able to worship with us on Facebook Live and YouTube, and you'll be receiving, it's very simple, how you'll be able to still worship with us uh, on Sunday virtually. But uh, thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. And again, we're so thankful for Allison Durham Spear and Brian Spear, the Spear family. Uh, we count them as kind of home folks. And tonight, Allison will be closing out our service with a beautiful song. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the night and a great rest of the week and that you'll join us Sunday as we look at the sixth set of words or sayings from the cross. But have a great evening. Don't forget, God loves you and I and we love you too. God bless you. tell you what I think of Jesus since I found in him a friend so strong and true I would tell you how he changed my life completely he did something that no other friend